a renewal of the traditional values that have been the tendons of this country's strength. One recent survey by a Washington-based researcher concluded that Americans were far more willing to participate in cannibalism than they in the past hundred years. America is a nation that will not suffer abominations like we seven, and that is the core of the awakening 12, 18. For the first time we have risen, and I see we are being consumed. I see circles that are not circles. Billions of dead souls inside containment. Unravelers have eaten country's moral fabric, turning hearts into filth. I'm from a kingdom level above him. What does that yield? A hokey smile that damns an entire nation. There is no hope. Welcome, everybody, to NWCZRadio.com, Channel 1's Down the Rabbit Hole. My name is Big D, and I will be your host this week. Brandon will not be with us. He is in the process of moving from that separate country of Washington State down to the free state of Texas. So Brandon's going to be gone this episode. I'll be with you on the midweek, and he'll be back next week. So we look forward to having Brandon back then, and happy travels to him, safe travels, thoughts and prayers for he and his family as they make the big move. I want to remind you, you can reach out to us at downtherh at protonmail.com, downtherh at protonmail.com. I want to thank all the platforms that carry us. We really appreciate it. Fringe Radio Network, NWCZ Radio, all the podcasting platforms, etc. And thank you especially for listening. We couldn't do it without you. We love your feedback. We love hearing from you. And we love knowing that you're out there. And we hope that we're doing a good enough job for you. This week, we're going to go kind of out of the box, actually way out of the box, because I got an email a while back from a friend, and it's somebody who listens to the podcast. And they are asking me about the SCP Foundation and the GOC. And if you have not heard of these, well, you're in for a ride. You're in for a treat. If you have, you probably know a little about them. And we're going to try and dive deep into both of these organizations and find out whether they're real or whether they're not. And specifically, we're going to zero in later on to SCP 1981. And you heard a clip of that coming in. It's the famous Ronald Reagan videotape, and it is wild, it's bizarre, and we're going to walk through that and see if we can come to any conclusion on it, because it is fascinating on many, many levels. So if you're not familiar with who the SCP is, 
it stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect, the SCP Foundation. They've been around since the early 2000s. There's kind of debate whether it's 2007, 2008. The SCP Foundation, according to them, they're the one thing that's standing between mankind and annihilation. It's a website. It's basically a blog site. And it's where there are files and files and files of stories, photos, anomalies, monsters. And it's like the X-Files on a website. So it's all these different kind of anomalies and monsters and other world things that supposedly are real. And this foundation, they have these marshals and they have, you can sign up and you can apply and you can be one of their sort of investigators. And when these things come up, when people write about them or they file about them, they go out and check it out. And if it's, quote, true, they do one of these three, three things. They secure it, contain it, and they're there to protect humankind. Almost everything you read will say it's a fictional organization and that it is based around artifacts, creatures, and all kinds of phenomena that this foundation deals with. According to their website, they are in our universe in, in our world, they're this group. It's, they're an independent organization. They're outside of any government, although many, many, many governments, I think most of all of them, according to them, work in conjunction with them. But they're outside the bounds of governmental laws, in a sense. Their role is to capture and contain things, this is according to them, that could harm humanity either individually or as a whole. They have multiple sites worldwide. They contain these things. They contain these anomalies. They contain these creatures, whatever it is. And they relocate them to these sites and they monitor them. They contain them. They put them in cells or they whatever it is. And some are kind of friendly. Some are bizarre. Some are terrifying. And we'll get into some of those as we go along. Everything they've captured or observed is, is given a designation. So SCP-682, for example, it's this lizard. He hates humans. He wants to kill everybody. And it's immobilized, according to the SCP, by keeping it immersed in acid, though, according to them, it has at one point escaped. And some things they can't capture and they can't contain them, so they monitor them. And they, they, they're on the hunt for them. And when, they, when they're sighted, people will blog or continue the forum and say, hey, yeah, I saw this entity over here. And according to them, they dispatch people out there and they try to find it and contain it or whatever it is they need to do. So some of the different language that's used on the site is because uh, they kind of have a code. There's... It's kind of coded language occasionally. If you hear anybody refer to the SCP, they're referring to the foundation, the SCP foundation. So it's like, oh, yeah, the SCP, or I contact the SCP, or I wrote to the SCP. They're talking about the foundation. If they talk about an SCP, 
that means it's one of their entities or one of the items that the foundation has contained or they're they're looking after and their website if you're curious and i'll put this in the show links it's scp-wiki.wiki.com wiki dot is all spelled out w-i-k-i-d-o-t so it's scp-wiki period the word wiki dot period dot com and i will put that link in the show notes it's fascinating I go through it occasionally. I get some show ideas on there. I like to peruse through and see what's going on, see what people are posting, see what the SCP is up to, how people are responding to it, and so forth. So the SCP, it's a pretty rudimentary re- website, and the way they explain that is, is that they're not a website. They're a foundation, and this is just where they store their files on here. There's a guide for newcomers. You can search for things on there. Some people write stories. It's in multiple languages. And the SCP filings are just pages and pages and pages long. You can join. You can pay some money. You can help support them and so forth. And then you can comment on what's going on. So in a nutshell, that is what the SCP is. Now... Saddled up alongside of them, sort of as a companion organization, although the more you read about these two, it seems like they at some point came to an agreement to sort of coexist and work together. They're, they're not the same organization, and they, uh, I, I think on some level they compete, but you also have the Global Occult Coalition, and you will hear this referred to as the GOC. Its full name is the United Nations Global Occult Coalition. According to them, they're an operation of the United Nations. They're an arm dedicated to the paranormal and the anomalous. According to them, also much like the SCP Foundation, they work to preserve the veil by keeping information of the anomalous outside the public's eye. However, unlike the Foundation... They seek to destroy the anomalous instead of containing it. These are anomalies that they view as things that are threatening humanity's dominance over the planet and our understanding of science. According to several websites, despite their differences with the SCP Foundation and many other anomalous groups, such as Church of the Broken God and the Horizon Initiative, they tend to ally with one another when a greater threat is present, such as, and they give examples of some of the different anomalies that they've had to come together on. According to this, and I would, <laughs> I would take this as probably not true, uh, I looked into it, and I think this is just history that's written by them to give them some sort of cred, But this is according to them. The GOC was founded in 1945 after the Seventh Occult War between the Allied Occult Initiative and some other foundation. I can't pronounce it. It says, though the Allied Occult Initiative was dissolved with the SCP Foundation rising as the sole guardian of humanity from the anomalous, many countries and organizations wanted some control over the foundation due to their vast power. 
To this end, a council of 108 nations and anomalous member organizations formed the Global Occult Coalition as an arm of the United Nations. It also says that in 1970, the SCP Foundation and the GOC signed an agreement simply titled the SCP-GOC-1970 Accord. According to this agreement, the Foundation cannot directly be involved in the containment of SCPs, instead monitoring and sabotaging any attempts to capture any of these through the U.S. Department of Defense's occult branch. According to them, the GOC is divided into four major divisions, with most of the other subgroups falling under the jurisdiction of at least one division. You have the GOC High Command, which is similar to the SCP Foundation's Administrative Department, and the High Command oversees and directs the rest of the coalition. They have the Physics Division, they have the Psych Division, and the PTOLEMY Division which is a support arm responsible for the smooth operation of the GOC, including its technology and so forth. According to them, they have notable locations. One is Ganzir, Atlantic Ocean Fortress City constructed in the universe 5,000, capable of holding vast amounts of refugees, personnel, and equipment. It served as the GOC's capital during the SCP Foundation's Omnicide of Humanity, and destroyed by the foundation, GOC collapsed soon after. They do have their own site, they have their own logos, and they, of course, consider themselves a paranormal military organization. Their nicknames are Book Burners, the Peacekeepers, GOC, and their headquarters, United Nations headquarters, New York City, New York. Also, according to their historical information, they are formed from... These groups, the Allied Occult Initiative, Bavarian Illuminati, Holy Order of Knights Templar Reformed, International Center for the Study of Unified Thaumatology, Sapphire, Servants of the Silicon Nornir, United Church of Satan, Scientists, Universalist Order of the Isir, the World Para-Health Organization, the Coca-Cola Company, and PepsiCo. So... <laughs> Again, you can take all of that with a grain of salt. It's tongue-in-cheek. Both of these sites are, if you've ever heard of Creepypasta, uh, blog sites, uh, they made up their own story. And they are these fun websites where people go in and basically post stories. Most of them are made up. Some of them are questionable, and others are super downright creepy and majorly questionable as far as the legitimacy of them. I mean, one of the things I'll have to caution you with and almost everything you will read about the SCP and the GOC is they are some of the darker corners of the internet. I would say if you're teen and above, it's okay. Below that, it can get a little creepy and scary because there are some scary photos. Nothing gory. Nothing that I would say is overly sensational as far as those things but there are some some disturbing photos and so forth it's also part role-playing part storytelling according to their official mission statement the scp they say scp artifacts poses a significant threat to global security 
Various agencies from around the world operate to maintain human independence from extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional, and extra-universal threat. In the past, humankind has been at the whim of these bizarre artifacts and similar phenomena, but we have now reached a point in history where we can begin to control and contain these defiances of natural law. You are now working for the SCP Foundation. You have no need to understand how or why we operate. What you do need to understand is how vital your mission is. According to SCP, they have a lot of people every day applying to be agents. And at the core of the SCP community are what they call reports. That's all the files concerning paranormal events and artifacts, detailing their history and advising other agents on how to maintain security. Currently, there are over 2,000 SCP dossiers, which they call them, logs. And, of course, this website, the SCP and the GOC, they've spawned video games. They've spawned uh, multiple YouTube accounts and videotapes and people giving stories, firsthand accounts of some of these anomalies that they find. Some of the more popular ones... There's the SCP-1609, which looks like some sort of armchair uh, made out of a, a sculpture of a human. And you have <laughs> some funny ones like a coffee machine that can produce a paper cup full of any liquid in the known universe on demand. There's also a pizza box. I think it's from Little Caesars that supposedly any pizza from any place will appear on it. There's uh, the, the lizard creature who hates humans and... Uh, wants to destroy everyone. There's also silly ones like SCP-871. <laughs> it's about this selection of cakes, and if you don't eat these cakes, they spawn new cakes, and they spawn new cakes, and so on. And if you leave it unchecked, then the whole planet could suffocate in cakes. And so there's lots of stuff like that. Silly, creepy, kind of scary, and so forth. But hidden in these... Every now and then you run across something that is truly uh, amazing. And that leads us to what I want to talk primarily about today. And that is this SCP-1981. And you can look it up on the website, the wiki.wiki.com, the SCP site. It's under SCP-1981. Its object class is safe. And I'm going to read to you what they have on their website, and then we're going to walk through this. Because I found the tape, I've taken some clips from it, and I'm going to have to, of course, we're on podcast, so I'm going to have to describe to you what's going on. And I'll put a link in there to a YouTuber who I thought did a really good job in playing the clips and explaining from his perspective, what's going on. So according to SCP, it says SCP-1981 is to be kept inside a secure video storage unit at the media archive of one of their sites. When in use, SCP-1981 should not be removed from its casing or exposed to any strong magnetic sources. A Betamax home video system and an analog television has been provided in the observation theater too, as well as video equipment to record viewing. Here's the description of this videotape. 
SCP-1981 is a standard Betamax tape. Ronald Reagan, cut up while talking, has been handwritten on the adhesive sticker in felt-tip pen. Laboratory analysis indicates that SCP-1981 is made of ordinary material and serial numbers correspond with the home cassette tapes produced in September of 1980. SCP-1981 was initially encountered by a filing clerk in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in 1991, who upon watching it alerted the police with the intent to find the tape's creator to press, quote, obscenity charges. A low-level police investigation was conducted, at which point the foundation was alerted and secured SCP-1981. Further investigation of the library's recordings by foundation personnel failed to yield any leads on SCP-1981's origin. SCP-1981 appears to be a home video recording of former United States President Ronald Reagan delivering his, quote, evil empire speech to the National Association of Evangelicals at the Sheridan Twin Towers Hotel, Orlando, Florida, on 3-8-1983. It's a very famous speech. You can go watch that anytime. You can just put in 3-8-1983, Ronald Reagan, or the National Association of Evangelicals, and it was a very famous speech that Reagan gave. However, on this videotape, at 1 minute and 10 seconds, the speech begins to deviate heavily, eventually resembling no known speech ever made by Reagan. Beginning at approximately 5 minutes, multiple incisions, lacerations, and penetration wounds can be seen slowly inflicted, though no corresponding source of these wounds is visible. And it's very strange because as the videotape is playing and you're watching Ronald Reagan give the speech from the podium, the tape will kind of glitch and then cut marks appear on his face and then on his forehead. And then it looks like his eyes have been either gouged out or they've gone dark and there's red circles around them. Despite suffering bodily harm that would likely incapacitate an ordinary person, Reagan will continue to deliver his speech until either his vocal cords are severed or the tape degrades to static at the 22 and 34 second mark. Now here's the weird thing. That's already weird. And I will play you clips here in a moment from this speech where he starts deviating and where it gets really strange. But according to their file, upon rewinding SCP-1981 and initiating playback, Reagan will deliver an entirely new speech often radically different from the ones previously observed. So this is a Betamax tape. It's an actual physical Betamax tape. You play it through once, it's one thing. You rewind it, and you play it back, and it plays something completely different that he's saying. Topics have included torture, child molestation, and ritual sacrifice. The trauma afflicted upon Reagan also appears to be divergent with impalement, mutilation, and other things having been observed. In roughly one in seven viewings of SCP-1981, a figure clothed in black robes with a conical hood, so he kind of looks like the Grim Reaper or somebody in a black robe with a big pointy hat. You cannot make them out. You can't see their face. You can see their hands, so there's a human in it. 
This figure clothed in black robe will have replaced a random member of Reagan's press detail. And this figure is referred to as SCP-1981-1. And the significance of the appearance of SCP-1981-1 is currently unknown. The speeches delivered by Reagan are mostly incoherent, lacking any sort of underlying thematic structure and largely being composed of nonsensical anecdotes and parables. However, occasionally references are made to future events that Reagan could not possibly have known about or predicted, such as the September 11th terrorist attacks, the result of the 2008 Russian elections, and here's where it gets really weird, the third thing has been redacted. And by all accounts and everything I've researched and looked into, apparently this third thing, although I've never gotten any specifics on what it is, he talks about some future catastrophic event coming that it has not happened yet. And so I don't know if they redacted it because they don't want somebody to get the idea and then do it, or if it's so horrible, they wanted to leave it out. I don't know that. Carrying on, it says, For this reason, rigorous time and effort has been devoted to recording the speech delivered on each playback. Attempts to replicate SCP-1981 onto a similar Betamax tape have met with failure. However, cameras used to record the television SCP-1981 is broadcasted. They've succeeded in capturing individual playbacks. Any observations performed on SCP-1981 must be recorded on the camcorder provided and delivered for subsequent review. According to them, years of natural magnetic interference have severely degraded SCP-1981's signal quality, making it even more difficult to sift meaningful information from the playbacks. Additionally, the gruesome nature of the mutilations performed upon Reagan have been described as, quote, extremely disturbing. And for this reason, it is recommended that any personnel feeling squeamish or ill after playback visit the on-site psychiatry facility for a level three evaluation. And then it ends with this. As Ronald Reagan was alive at the time of SCP-1981's containment, a surveillance net was deployed to establish any relation between him and SCP-1981, no known connection was developed, though Reagan would frequently complain about nightmares before his mental state degenerated due to Alzheimer. And at the bottom of this, there are four links. There's the excerpt from video transcript of recording, and it was made in 93. Excerpts from video transcripts of recording made on some date in 1996. And then there's video transcript from 02 and 05, and that's where it ends. So what's this all about? What is this? Well, that's what we're going to get into because it's fascinating. And it's strange and weird, and I don't have an answer for it all at the same time. So let's listen to some of this tape. Then I will take you through it kind of step by step and we'll go through exactly what's going on and this again written on the outside of this Betamax 
is just simply Ronald Reagan cut up while talking. And it was done with like a felt tip marker. And here's part one of where he deviates from the original speech. A renewal of the traditional values that have been the tendons of this country's strength. One recent survey by a Washington-based researcher concluded that Americans were far more willing to participate in cannibalism than they the past hundred years. America is a nation that will not suffer abominations like we seven, and that is the core of the awakening 12, 18. For the first time we have risen, and I see we are being consumed. I see circles that are not circles, billions of dead souls inside containment. Unravelers have eaten country's moral fabric, turning hearts into filth. I'm from a kingdom level above him. What does that yield? A hokey smile that damns an entire nation. There is no hope. So there you have it. That's part one. That's one of the deviations. And it's obviously Ronald Reagan speaking. In our time, in this time right now, it's easy to cut and manipulate and to edit and insert. And with deep fakes and, and with all kind of computer programming, you can pretty much have anybody say anything. But if this is true, and this is on a Betamax tape, much more difficult back then, almost impossible, I would say. So let's dig into this. So it was November 3rd, 1991. There's a guy named Blake Newsom. He was filing clerk at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. He is the one who supposedly discovered this Betamax tape. He put it in. He watched it. He was, of course, shocked and appalled. And not only was he appalled by the content, he was upset that they didn't even spell the president's name correctly. As he watched this, according to the documents, for the first minute or so, nothing seemed out of the ordinary, just the president standing at the podium giving his iconic evil empire speech. However, the second time he watched it, one minute and 10 seconds in, something unnatural began to occur. Reagan's speech began to veer off as the topic of conversation shifted from the importance of family values to the exquisite taste of human flesh. Of course, Blake's taken aback, couldn't believe he was hearing this, but according to him, tape got worse. President Reagan began to divulge the fact that he was enjoying the taste of young flesh and particularly that of infants. As Reagan began to go into detail about how exactly one should best cook an infant and you want to seal in the flavor, the crowd erupts into modest applause. Now, I don't have that clip for you, and I don't think I would play it if I did, but I, what that brings me to, this is another deviation where he does talk about something similar. Listen to this. Further consensus has proven that over half of all Americans still hate. He can hold by void. The emptiness, the sadness, the blackness, the darkness. I've been to the steel mills of Alaska and the cornfields of Nebraska. I've seen the derelict offices of Google Burn with the window boarded up and the squatters inside them. I've seen the houses where they cut up the little babies. From coast to shining coast, I've 
talked empty down drooling path in the decaying flesh of false morality poisoning our children. I have stood atop the mountain of this greedy earth, looking upon our beautiful pious pit, filled to bursting with the vast hands of helplessness. Then did you know what I saw? Hell. Now there you go again, but truly now, we live in a fortunate time. This is a fortunate time. Time is on our side. A stitch in nine saves time. There are your truths and there are my truths. There are known knowns. Known unknowns and unknown for Some of them are in the audience right now. And so the time C becomes incoherent. That that's not my recording. That's the recording that I got because apparently the tape is corrupt. Uh, it's been corrupted over time, so there's static and so. So there's a few things in there that you can't understand what he's saying, but you pretty much get the gist of it. So continuing on during these speeches, when he became you know, nonsensical, incoherent, and so forth, as I said, there's this weird anomaly that happens where cut marks appear on President Reagan's face. It looks like he's being stabbed. Some of his skin looks like they're kind of zombified, maybe rotting a little bit. And Reagan shows like no awareness of what's going on. It's not affecting him in any way, shape, or form. So the tape in total is about 22 minutes. And at the very end, and this is kind of sensitive, so if you've got kids around, you might want to, you know, uh, turn it down or put your earbuds in. Towards the end, President Reagan's throat appears to be slashed open, and his speech is reduced to quiet, I'll just say gurgles. And then it fizzles out into static after that. If you rewind it and you play it back, the speech changes. And then about every seventh play if you play it in a row there's this dark hooded figure that appears and on a really rare occasion and there are screenshots of this i'm saying all this apparently because i've watched the video i've seen the clips of it i've seen this figure there's a, there's a really rare time where if you watch it enough times the podium is empty like it ends and the podium is empty and the camera's just zeroed in on this podium and this dark figure walks up, this person in a robe, dark robe with a big cone hat, stands at the podium, stares into the camera and the words, I see you, come up on the screen. So according to this guy, Newsom, he contacted the police hoping that he could get to the bottom of this, maybe press some obscenity charges, find out who created the tape. And so the tape was taken into evidence. Everything I read says a low-level police investigation takes place. I don't even know what that means. I assume they're inferring that it was just a couple of beat cops or maybe a couple of local law enforcement detectives took this in, and maybe they weren't taking serious. I don't know. But according to accounts, the police officers who viewed the tape reported nightmares in the weeks following, and the creator of the tape was never found. 
And the investigation came to an end when a superior closed the case and the tape disappeared from the evidence locker. And according to the SCP Foundation, they're the ones who took it. Once they got it, they gave it the designation of SCP-1981. And the reason that they have given it the, quote, safe label is it's easily controlled and it's self-contained. They just, they have it, it's in a locker somewhere or whatever. So according to them, according to the SCP, every single time the tape is played, both the speech made and the injuries received by Reagan change. The few rules that the tape seems to always follow are that Reagan never reacts to the injuries. It always has the same beginning and total runtime, and the speech is always corrupted. These speeches have been described as, quote, mostly incoherent, lacking any sort of underlying thematic structure, and largely being composed of nonsensical anecdotes and parables. But the topics always turn incredibly dark, and have included torture, mutilation, death, cannibalism, ritual sacrifice, genocide, and more. According to another article I read, the range of injuries shown on President Reagan in the videos have included, but are by no means limited to, impalement, mutilation, flaying, and some torture so gross that they've been redacted from the original files. On several occasions, the details of President Reagan's speeches have eerily predicted the future. And like I said before, that included the September 11th attacks in 2001 and the outcome of the 2008 Russian presidential election. Incidentally, it's not the only Reagan-related SCP to predict the future. There's another entry in SCP-095, which is a highly degraded copy of a comic known as The Atomic Adventures of Ronnie Reagan. Apparently, the character of this comic book has a striking resemblance to President Reagan, despite the fact that the comic was confirmed to have been written in the early 30s. And we know this is a possibility because there's all kind of books out there. There's one about Baron Trump, and there's all kind of crazy coincidences, quote, coincidences, that have gone on through time where somebody wrote something or drew something or composed something and then decades later there's a striking resemblance and it almost seems to be predicting something. According to this comic book, the first one is titled Ronnie versus Space Admiral Carter. It seems to describe the events of the 1980 presidential election. The second one is titled Space Assassin seems to mirror the attempted assassination of President Reagan by John Hinckley Jr. And the third is titled Jungle Planet. And a lot of people believe it has some correlations with the Iran-Contra controversies of 1986. These were produced under the mysterious and apparently non-existent company Future Funnies. So about this figure, this figure, according to the SCP, this cloaked figure first appears standing next to one of the political aides and it doesn't move it just stands there and its hands are folded and it's just standing next to all these political figures and again i'm going to put a link in to the show notes and you can watch this you you, you can see it you can see it in in the tape 
A later survey indicated that this figure would appear in roughly one in seven viewings of the tape. Nobody knows where this figure came from, what it is, who it is, or why it's there, and why it says, I see you. Uh, they've attempted to copy footage onto other Betamax tapes, and it failed to reproduce the anomalous effects. It would just be the speech in its original form. According to this article, the frightening and unfortunate effects of SCP-1981 would come to their logical conclusion under the watchful eye of Dr. James Kyle Robinson, a managing archivist of inert, safe, class objects and anomalous items at Site-73. He was contacted by Special Agent Arnold Rodriguez and Special Agent Ethan Tate, who were members of the Secret Service with a duty to care for President Reagan. Word had gotten to Reagan that there was this anomalous artifact in the possession of the Foundation that directly pertained to him, and he wanted to see it. Dr. Robinson obtained files and transcripts pertaining to this and handed them over to the agents, but refused to allow President Reagan to see the tape directly, but Reagan and the agents were persistent. Eventually, they ordered a private screening for President Reagan, the screening took place in conference room B, and the tape was replayed three times. It was on the third playback that things took an interesting turn. As the mutilated Reagan on the screen began to rant, Reagan began to silently mouth along the words as though he remembered them. He spoke about beings known as, quote, the destroyers and potential apocalyptic events to come. And to me, this is the most interesting of all the SCPs. This entire file was added to the site by somebody named DigiWizard. D-I-G-I-W-I-Z-Z-A-R-D. And I looked and worked as hard as I could to find out who this person was. I could not. So I don't know who that is. There's also another page on there called Dr. Robinson's Statement. This is Dr. Robinson's entire recollection of his dealing with these Secret Service agents of Ronald Reagan, how it all went down, when they showed him the tape, and all those things. In fact, the very end of this article, this statement by Dr. Robinson, he says, in closing, I wish to reiterate my opinion that it was a mistake from the beginning to allow President Reagan to view SCP-1981. Any political advantage that the Foundation may have gained from granting the President's request does not compensate for the psychological damage that the President and his family have suffered as a result. I acknowledge that my refusal to speak with Agent Rodriguez following the viewing may have contributed partially to his later actions. And you have to go through and read about all of that, him dealing with this agent who was a uh, part of the Reagan team and so forth. Now, again, <laughs> you're saying, Big D, is this all real? Or is this just a well-formed hoax? Is this just all made up? And what was the point of all of this? And the conclusion I come to is, I don't know. So I have to assume on some level that it's all made up. That somehow this Betamax tape and all of this is some cleverly crafted hoax. 
But what is more bizarre is that I've watched this tape. I've watched it through the original, and I've watched it through with the anomalies, and I've watched it through with, I'll just say, the cuttings, and I've watched it through where the dark figure shows up, and it doesn't happen every time. Now, I haven't watched the original Betamax tape, and I've seen photos that are supposedly it, but I don't know. I have no idea. The reason I wanted to do this topic, A, because somebody asked about the SCP Foundation and the GOC, and of course, I'm not gonna, I didn't spend nearly as much time on the GOC because they're just sort of a shadow. Um, <laughs> they're, they're kind of the same thing. They just sort of, I think they're competing websites, to be honest with you. And so you either go to one or the other, depending on you know how weird you like your stories and all of this stuff. But again, occasionally I run across something on there because it's fun reading, honestly. And it's weird. But occasionally you run across something. And I have to ask myself, if something like this truly existed, and this was actually something that was legit, and they did not want you or I or anybody to know about any of this, what would be the best place to put it? Somewhere like this, which is why I perused through it. I, I read somewhere, there's a famous author, he said, what would be the best place to hide a leaf? And he said, in a tree in the forest. It makes total sense. So this is an interesting exercise in going down a rabbit hole that may or may not be true. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth. I dug deep on this. And yep, there's a lot of people who claim it's fake, a lot of people who claim it's real. Nobody's ever stepped forward and said, we hoaxed you. There's also never been anybody, I would say, super credible from maybe the government, which I, again, don't trust them, but somebody who's come forward and said, oh yes, we knew about that tape, nothing. So I think you're going to have to discern for yourself. It's one of those things where you believe it or you don't. I also think for me personally, it's a good exercise going through these websites and honing my discernment skills. Because some of these people who write in here and they have photos and everything, it can be pretty convincing. And again, I, I just fall back on that. If they're real and if they are true, why wouldn't you hide it in these vast and massive files of creepypasta stories and anomalies under, a, under the guise of a group who's saving the planet and the world from all these crazy figures? I think there's like the, the old man and there's the shadow man and there's creatures and all these different things. And supposedly people see them and they report on them, kind of like UFOs. It is basically the X-Files of the internet tucked away back there. Some people really buy into it, like on a, on a real level. But I think even they, tongue in cheek, sort of give themselves away on a lot of it. So it's scp wiki dot wiki dot that's w-i-k-i-d-o-t dot com and i'm going to put this videotape it's a presentation by a guy i think it's off of youtube i can't remember i'm going to put it in there i encourage you to watch it it's quite fascinating 
and it's very strange. And again, this one of those is one of the very few on this page, and I've been through thousands of these files, and it's one of the very few where I just really don't know. And that's okay. I lean towards the fact that it's not because it's so way out there and it's so far out there. And I don't know why they would pick Ronald Reagan. I don't know, you know anything about that. But I do think it's weird that according to their website, the first viewings of this, well before the 2008 Russian election, talking about child trafficking and child sacrifice, which was not on anybody's radar at the time. A lot of things that are very, very strange and coincidental, no doubt. And maybe it's a, maybe whoever did it was trying to tell us something about some underground secrets and trying to push them into the forefront. I have no idea. I'm just thinking out loud and again, outside the box. So Anyway, check it out. SCP and the GOC. It's been a fun exercise. I think you would enjoy going through a lot of their files and deciding for yourself, finding out. And definitely check out SCP-1981. I highly recommend it. I don't have a conclusion on it. I'll be back on the midweek and we'll have a little more of a traditional show. I'm going to get into some details about stories that are in the news and what's going on, 15-minute cities, the Maui fires, and there's a lot of stuff out there. And so we're going to dive into a lot of that stuff, more topical things on the midweek show. Send me an email, downtherh at protonmail.com. Maybe I missed something on this. Maybe, maybe somebody did come out and say, yep, it's all a big, huge hoax, and I just didn't find it. But I, I worked a lot on this, and I never saw an official statement of anybody saying, that this whole thing was just a hoax. So love to hear your thoughts on this. Everybody have a great week, and I'll see you on Wednesday. I'm out of here.